What's cracking, everybody? It's Brian Sicker here with the Brian Sicker Sports Show, and we done it again. What do you know? The Cleveland Browns are three and one, and you know what? It's it's not so crazy anymore. It really isn't. I think we were, I believe we were three and one last year. Ever since Baker and Jarvis and Chubb and Miles Garrett even started getting in the building, things really started moving in the right direction ever since 2018. And so it's not really the weirdest thing now to say Cleveland Browns three and one. It seems like it. Now, for what they're putting out on the field right now is just incredible. So that's that's a big deal. That's a huge deal in Cleveland. This team is good again. This is one of the top teams in the NFL right now. I mean, come on. How can you did we ever did we ever think this was gonna happen? How could you beat that? Did we ever think this was gonna happen? When we were watching LeBron James win or go to four straight championships and win one of them in that big parade, did we did we give a damn about the Cleveland Browns? Did anybody give a damn? I don't think so. Everybody forgot about them. They said, did they even have a quarterback yet? Do they even have a head coach? I mean, really, do they have a head coach? <laughs> do they even have an owner at one point? I think it was. <laughs> and there you go. Look at us now. Look at us now. A couple of good draft picks. John Dorsey had to kind of sacrifice himself. He made some good moves as general manager, but he was kind of a, uh, well, I'll let you insert your favorite word for someone you don't like in in there because he just wasn't great i'm thinking a couple a couple of different words come to mind i tell you what, what was with john dorsey it was like he was always eating a cheeseburger or something the way he talked he was like there you go buddy boy out buddy boy like that guy the way he talked it's like he always was eating a cheeseburger like dude you need to like swallow the burger and then talk i, I don't know anyways sunday what happened i know i'm a little bit late coming on here it's, it's now thursday so we got Thursday night football tonight. We got some wild card action. Actually, no, I'm sorry. The wild card already happened. It's the first round. It's not like NFL for MLB. It's the MLB first round of the playoffs. The wild card already happened. My my bad. In football, the first round of the playoffs is called the wild card. MLB does not do their playoffs right. And you're telling me that a 100-win team just had to play a team that barely scratched their way into the playoffs? They had to play a one game to decide their fate. And if they lost that game, they would have been out of it. A 100-win team with one of the top run differentials in baseball. I do believe the Dodgers uh, had the highest differential. And they last night, they had to win on a walk-off home run. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. That's ridiculous. And then, meanwhile, the, the, the Blue Jays are sitting at home. And I think I think of it both ways. I think of this: the Cardinals barely made the playoffs, right? But I would—I mean, they won 17 games in a row during the last month. I would have liked them to see a, at least a five-game series instead of just this one-game bullcrap. And then on the flip side, the Dodgers, a 100-win team, end up playing in that one game. Why the heck should they be have to go through that? And yeah, bottom of the ninth, two outs. Chris Taylor hits a two-run blast. Oh my goodness. Oh, this is a great game. Great, great ball game. But yeah, first round of playoffs, baseball, the AL. The AL games are tonight, Thursday. But yeah, enough about that. We are talking about the Cleveland Browns winning team. The winning. The Browns is the Browns. Where is uh, Juju Smith-Schuster? He He's going to be a, a Schuster. He's going to be making shoes before long here. 
My goodness. He can he can go somewhere else with this. You know, Juju is Juju with 6.5 yards per catch. And I'll tell you what, the, if, if you don't know stats in the NFL, that isn't very good. <laughs> he's a check down master. Although I feel bad. He's got a he's got a pretty rough quarterback situation, Big Ben, huh? All right. Let's get on with it. Let's recap the game. The Browns beat the Vikings 14 to 7. It was a bit of a sweaty game. But you felt like the Browns were in control. I know there was that first drive. Minnesota went down and, and scored. But after that, the defense was incredible. And not just the pass rush. And was, don't get me wrong, the pass rush was excellent. I mean, they were getting to Kirk Cousins every single play. But playmaking in the secondary. Greedy Williams. Greedy. I talked this guy up. And I said, this guy is just wait. Just wait till he's healthy. And then he wasn't starting this year, so people were like, oh, I don't know, Greedy Williams. And I was like, well, we got the rookie Greg Newsom and, and and Ward, so he doesn't really. He's a good backup, great backup. Maybe bring him in on nickel. I said, just wait, wait till he gets his shot. So he he will. Corners get hurt. And he he got his shot and he made the most of it. It was a deep pass, I believe, intended for Adam Thieland. He jumped in front of him at the last second there, made the interception. It was beautiful. Nowadays, you see you don't see a lot of great plays like that by cornerbacks. You really don't. You see a lot of pass interferences if you look around the league on deep passes, and that's why you know the, the analytics says, "Hey, throw that football deep down the field." More times than not, you're going to get a pass interference called. A lot of teams do that. I mean, a lot of teams do that. So there you go, Browns. Um, I'd like to see the Browns do it more. The Browns are actually a team that do not do that very often. Throw it deep with the intention to get a pass interference. They did it with Odell Beckham in his first week back. And you know what? Was it was it today that or I'm um, not today? Was it Sunday against the Vikings? Was that the? Yeah, I think Odell got a, a big pass interference against the Vikings. So we did, again, a guy like Odell, I'll, I'll always talk about him as a guy that you know doesn't need to put up big stats to have an impact on the game. Two catches for 27 yards on seven targets. Now, we'll get into more Baker Mayfield talk here and, and what went wrong with, with, with that on, on Sunday. Odell also had one carry for four yards. So, again, not much there in the stat sheet, but there was that big pass interference. I, I believe that was this week. And he's a great route runner. You always got to be worried about him, figure out where he's at on the field kind of a decoy distraction type thing and the Browns weren't passing the ball that well anyways so uh, but we will get into that let's stick with the defense I mean how in the hell did the Vikings go down and score on the first drive easily and then didn't score for the rest of the game I mean they got close a couple times and I think what's going on here is the Browns while they're still an experienced group inexperienced group in terms of playing with each other on defense, the playmaking ability is standing out above everything else. You know, Cousins made some great throws and they had some great catches for the Vikings and they got great receivers out there. KJ Osborne is a, a new guy who seems to be very, very good for them as, as the number three and who, you know, everybody knows Justin Jefferson, the second year guy at LSU and the old veteran Adam Thielen, old reliable. So they also had some great run plays. Again, uh, Dalvin Cook, the running back, great running back, was, was a little bit banged up in this game. Had a little bit of an ankle thing going on. He he didn't do much. He wasn't on the field for every play 
definitely was not you – know, he was not an impact in this game. Nine carries, 34 yards. So he had a couple of nice runs, but again, 3.8 yards per carry. But he's banged up. Their backup running back, Madison, Alexander Madison, is, is a pretty good running back. If you play fantasy football, you know who this guy is because every time Dalvin Cook gets out, which is a lot, this guy, you want him in your lineup. But again, he was 10 carries, 20 yards, averages two yards per carry in this game. So great run defense by the Browns. Vikings just couldn't get anything going. Uh, Justin Jefferson did really he, – he was trouble. Six catches for 84 yards. I mean, that's not – he didn't destroy us by any stretch of the imagination, but he was still pretty good. I mean, made some really tough catches. But, yeah, all in all, for the most part, the Vikings veteran quarterback found himself on his back and rushing almost every throw he had. So, yeah, this is a huge step forward for the Browns' defense. You know, they've had a couple of nice showings this year, but this was like, holy crap, this is something else. This is a good defense. This is a top 10 unit, isn't it? I knew it. I knew they were going to come around. Just didn't know when it was going to be. All right. Let's get into the Baker Mayfield situation here. All right. Everybody's everybody's going to be talking about Baker Mayfield. I don't listen to the fan anymore. I stopped listening to 92.3 the fan because it's just – it's stupid if I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. They just, it's just a bunch of hot takes. You know, they got Adam the Bull on there. He, he's from Chicago. He's always talking about Delmonico's Steakhouse, baby. That's, that's about all he's good for. I mean, it's just a bunch of hot takes. And then they, the people that call into the, the radio, my goodness. I mean, look, I know I do this sports thing, and maybe it would be good for me to call into the radio and, and say, oh, you know, check me out, Brian Sicker. I'm doing this thing and, and do a good bit, you know, come into a radio and do, do a good bit. But my goodness, I do not want to be roped in with those yahoos that call into sports radios. My goodness. Like, like sports are not dumb, right? Like the average sports fan is not dumb. But someone who calls into sports radio – Oh, I mean, look, it's like anything. There's a couple of good cookies, and, and there's always bad cookies. But in this case, there are more bad cookies. Some rotten Oreos. Anyways, Baker Mayfield was inaccurate, but he had good decision-making. He was trying. He was he had the right idea, okay? He, he had the right idea. He was just missing. I mean, pretty bad, too. There was a couple of rough ones there. But again, you know, he's he's showing that he has good decision making, and now, of course, I'm I'm sure I'm not listening to to the fan, but I'm sure that there are people calling in questioning his abilities and value as a franchise QB. You know, those people getting on the Twitter with their thumbs. Oh no, and yeah, talk about geez, don't don't go on Twitter. That's just a bad place to be. I don't go on there. No one should go on there. <laughs> no one should be on there. It's just a bunch of crazy people. Yeah, if you want a bunch of bad opinions, sports radio and Twitter. If you want to learn less about sports, there you go. Anyways, I'm going to tell you right now, calm down about Baker Mayfield. You can put those concerns to rest. While his stat line was bad, let's take a look at this. 13, I'm sorry, 15 of 33. So he was 15 of 33. And they don't have the completion percentage right in front of me here so i'm gonna have to get out a calculator and what i just found out was that his completion percentage sunday against the vikings was 45 percent 
That is really bad. That is not good. That is not good. But calm down. Calm down. Only had 155 yards. No touchdowns, but no interceptions. No interceptions. Now, well, I know. What, what are you talking about, Brian? What, what's, what's going on here? What's your point? The guy has a torn labrum. It just came out today. Torn labrum. It, it's Thursday is when we're doing this. And I see on my phone this morning the guy's got a torn labrum. Surprise, surprise. So, yeah, he's dealing with this injury, and that's not good. I don't I don't really know what a torn labrum is. I'm not a doctor. I don't think any of us are. But, yeah, it doesn't sound good. It's torn. Anytime you see torn, it's like, uh, that's not good. And in, in, in his, I believe, throwing shoulder. I listened to a press conference with Odell Beckham. He was talking about Baker's resilience. Resilience. And we've talked about this with Baker Mayfield. We've talked about his ability, resilient and toughness and game manager and winning. And what did he do? He's out there with a torn labrum, doesn't throw any interceptions. Great. Well, they win the ball game. I'm fine with it. So if you're going to be concerned with this guy, be concerned with the injury and the possibility of it getting worse and not getting better. And we'll talk about that some more. Um, some bad things in this game. I don't know. I don't like to be negative, to be honest with you. When they go, I've been through too much as of a as a Browns fan. I've went down to that stadium, and I, I've heard people after the games yelling, screaming, wasted, drunk. You pay fifty dollars for a seat every Sunday, and this team will come down there and they'll kick you in the in the stomach. They'll punch you right in the gut. <laughs> $50 a week, you can get punched right in the gut every Sunday. And my goodness. Yeah, so I don't like to be I don't like to be negative. Because I've been I've been through too much as a Browns fan. <laughs> I wasn't I was born in 96. I wasn't alive in, in the glory days. Okay. I don't know what that looks like. <laughs> oh my goodness. So Browns got bailed out by some major penalties in this game. That's what I'm talking about when I mean bad. Okay. There was that one. Well, we got shut down on fourth and short, pretty close to the goal line. However, defensive holding on the Vikings. First down, Browns. And there you go. First and goal. Browns took us a few plays, but Kareem Hunt, pounds are in there. So, yeah, I mean, we got there was a couple other penalties in this game, too, that really, really helped out. The Browns left some points on the board in this game. Uh, again, Stefanski being aggressive on fourth down, coming up short. That happened once or twice again. He, he loves going for it on fourth down, I'll tell you what. He doesn't like field goals, so he likes leaving some points out there, but I don't know. I guess you go with the analytics. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, I don't like to be negative. Uh, the offense was stalling out. Baker wasn't make good, making good passes. Uh, the run game was still great, though. I mean, come on. Nick Chubb, 21 carries, 100 yards. That was good for a 4.8 average. Kareem Hunt, 14 carries, 69 yards, one touchdown. That was good for a 4.9 average yards per carry. Baker Mayfield, two carries, 11 yards. Odell Beckham Jr., we already went over that. He had a carry. They like to get their receivers involved in the run game. All right. What else? What else? 
All right, negative. Another thing I thought was a little bit negative. I thought the play calling in the fourth quarter on the very last two possessions that the Browns ha- had were way too aggressive. I mean, I was sitting there like, Kevin, what what are you doing, sir? Sir, hello. Calm down and run the ball, please. I don't mean to sound like an old man. I know that's the old man thing, and it's a it's a young man's game. You know, run the football. Come on, run that football. But it's, it's sometimes when you're the Cleveland Browns, and, you know, this is no longer a dispute or a maybe anymore. The Browns have the best backfield in the NFL. We're not we're not playing games with that anymore, all right? That's, you know, you see those guys on ESPN, well, this team might just have the best backfield in the NFL. No, 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 no. Stop. It's the best. It is the best. Hands down. Everybody knows it. You know it. I know it. It's very good. But yeah, he's trying to get the ball down the field late in the game. He's I, I understand it. The Vikings secondary has not been that good. And you're going to say, well, they have Patrick Peterson. Watch football. Don't just worry about the names. Watch the football and, and, and understand that he has not been that good this year and that they've been working in some other young cornerback. This has not been a good secondary for the Vikings this year. Not a great defense. And Kevin Stefanski was looking for that 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 hitter, that hitter that ends the, the dang game. He said, let's get this big play. I don't care who it is. They, they were trying to get it to Beckham. They, they were trying to get, I think, what he's trying to do there. I don't know. He might, he might be playing a little bit of chess. I think he's playing chess. I think what he's doing is he's trying to get Odell Beckham the ball, get him a big touchdown that seals the game, get Odell really confident, and then maybe next week you get like a 200-yard Odell Beckham that we used to see on the Giants because we haven't really seen that yet on the Browns. Aside from that, that that Cowboys game last year, he literally won us the game. Odell carried the team in that game. I mean, I believe he even threw the ball <laughs> at one point. <laughs> he threw the ball, ran the ball, caught the ball. He did all of them a lot and very good. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I can see it. I understand. I understand. But come on, run the fall, run the football, <laughs> do it. <laughs> All right. Um, as, as I mentioned a couple weeks ago, I talked about Richard Higgins, and I said, "Hey, he's not going to be able to do the same kind of gadgety stuff and and the running that Landry can do, but he has the ability to step in and take over Jarvis Landry's role of getting open over the middle on deep in routes." He's not going to take the top off the defense anytime soon, or he's not going to do anything crazy. But he's a great route runner, good hands, very good hands, and he understands where to be against the different types of zone defenses. That's one of the hardest things to do is, is to figure out where you need to be. And that's why you know, a lot of people are like, oh, they should have given this guy a chance, that guy a chance. Why is he a free agent? He was a first-round draft pick, like a Corey Coleman, for example. Corey Coleman wasn't a bad receiver. He just didn't know where to go. And, you know, so like guys, I, th- I think like like Brashad Perryman, right? Great physical attributes, but didn't know where to go. Didn't know, didn't, doesn't understand where to be. Hollywood Higgins. Hollywood. Maybe that is not a very good nickname for his play style, to be honest. He's more of like, he's more of like rural, rural Ohio. <laughs> Oh, uh, rural or uh, country town Higgins or something. I don't know. Like a, a blue collar, blue collar Higgins. Cause that's the kind of receiver he is. Blue collar. He's smart. 
And he works hard. Doesn't have the top end abilities, but does the right things. So, yeah, he had uh, four catches, 63 yards on seven targets. Again, uh, there's a couple guys that had quite a lot of targets, lower catches, which usually you don't see with the Browns. But, uh, again, Baker Mayfield's hurt, and he's going to be inaccurate. When you have a torn labrum in your shoulder, yeah, you know what? You might have a little bit of trouble. Why don't you go out there? How about this? For all you Baker Mayfield haters, how about you take your shoulder and you sprint into a doorway in your house and you tear your labrum, and then I want you to go outside and throw a football. And I want you to call up, call up some, call up some high schoolers. See if you can even beat high schoolers at that point. Okay. Now and, and now imagine the Minnesota Vikings. All right. Now you're talking about something a little bit different. Oh, try and make breakfast with a torn labrum, some of you people. Come on, get out of here. I tell you what, fifteen to thirty-three is pretty good for Baker Mayfield with with a torn labrum. I'll give him that. All right. All right, what else? Um, JOK, Jeremiah Awusu Koromoa. Now, see, last week I didn't say his name right. I, I did it on purpose. I, I was listening to the episode and I realized that it sounded like I was doing that. On a, like it, it sounded like I actually messed up his name. No, I can say his name. That means I'm a good actor. That means I'm a good actor. That's what that means. All right, so yeah, this guy's looking like a seasoned vet. Like he he's been there, done that. Last week I was hyping him up, like, look at this rookie guy. Look at this guy. He proved me right. Thank you, JOK. This is not just a good pick by the Cleveland Browns. I mean, and they had to move up for this guy. They had to come up in the draft, make something happen. Andrew Barry, pick up the phone. It's a franchise altering pick. And him, along with the other new defenders, uh, combine them with Miles Garrett. This is a top 10 unit. This is a very, very good unit. And, and here's, I'm going to get a little something a little interesting. Hypothetically, if Mayfield were to get hurt, which, which he is, if he was to get hurt, I think they'd still have a chance. And, I mean, you look, I mean, he was hurt and he was very inaccurate. So, I mean... Would a backup a backup quarterback probably would have done what he did? Case Keenum probably would have done exactly what he did fully healthy. Well, we still won the football game, shoot. So that that kind of proves my statement. We're gonna need to monitor Mayfield moving forward. Again, I'm not trying to knock Baker at all here. This is more of a testament to how good the Browns are. He's a franchise quarterback. Baker Mayfield, franchise quarterback. Get that through. Your head. The question now is, does he need a week or two to get 100% or even to 80%? Is this guy good? Are you okay, Baker? If you're out there, please give us a sign. Because that's a, if you need two weeks, man, you do your thing. You do you, man. If you need two weeks to get healthy, I'm okay with that. I'm not scared. Okay? I'm... I know I'm a little bit irrational. I'm, I, I thought the Indians could still make the playoffs in like the last week. I'm an irrational fan. But seriously, come on. This is a very, very good team. This is a testament to the team, not a slight on Baker Mayfield. I think they would be capable of winning at least one playoff game without him. I don't really like Case Keenum. <laughs> I mean, who really likes a backup quarterback? Come on. 
Unless it's like Gartner Minshew. That guy's pretty cool. That guy's Uncle Rico, Napoleon Dynamite. That that guy's cool. But yeah, obviously you'd have to you you would prefer to have Baker Mayfield in. But right now, this looks like a team that no matter what happens, they're gonna find a way to win almost every week. And we'll see what happens next against the Chargers here. But yeah, get this. The the Cleveland Browns are now experienced winners. Experienced. Experienced winning football team. All right, since it's already uh, Thursday, I guess we can preview the game. I haven't really looked too deep into this game. Or I could make a separate episode, maybe like on Saturday or something. I don't know. Oh, the Chargers. The Chargers won 28-14 against the Raiders. The Raiders have had a pretty good defensive unit this year. And that's not by luck. That is by design. They worked pretty hard in the offseason to bring some guys in there that they thought could improve the team. The Chargers have Justin Herbert, a man out of Oregon in his second year, rookie of the year last year. Might have to fact check me on that, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he was rookie of the year. Yeah. At least in the uh, uh, what American League or whatever. The AFL. Whatever. I almost said the AL because baseball. Been watching too much baseball. All right, this guy's good though. This guy's this guy's very 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 good. It was one of those guys when he got drafted. He got drafted like top fifteen or something like that. And it was like, he's like, who who the hell who? They picked Herbert. You, you mean what? Who who a quarterback out of where? Oregon. They're not any good anymore. Who the hell is this guy? Well, yeah, it was one of those guys where it's like, this guy isn't going to pan out. And uh, unfortunately, there's been a couple of – I'm going to give you two names who also were kind of higher draft picks than expected. First off, Josh Allen. He got hyped up before the draft. He got drafted pretty high. I mean, go look up Josh Allen's stats in college. Oh, my goodness. He went to Wyoming. Oh, my goodness. It's funny. It is funny. And he's amazing now. Incredible quarterback. Another one, Patrick Mahomes. When the Chiefs drafted that gentleman, that gentleman by the name of Patrick Mahomes, people were like, oh, that guy from Texas Tech that had the shootout game with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I think I know him. Yeah, the, the... they're not good though. The Texas Tech, no. Well, tenth overall. I don't know. They must see something in him. They must see something in him that nobody else sees. I don't know that Andy Reid. I guess he's okay. I guess he's a pretty good coach. And uh, yeah, do I need to tell the rest of that story? Do I need to tell you how that story ended? Jesus, this Patrick Mahomes guy is probably going to be the best quarterback of all time. Even if he retired today, it'd be like, well, if you look at maybe not his entire body of work, but like if you look at his talent and skill and what he does on the football field, yeah, he's already the best of all time to, to, to be quarterback. He, No one else has played quarterback better than he has. Okay, maybe guys long-term and, and things like that, but not, you, know, you ain't – no, you have never seen it like that. You ain't never seen it like this. Anyways, Chargers-Browns. Two three and one football teams. 
The game is on at 4.05. They are in Los Angeles. So, again, lots of lots of Browns fans probably going to be there. I'm rolling my eyes right now. Well, you know what, though? They were they were in San Diego. So, it's like they go from San Diego to Los Angeles. It's like you pretty much – you don't go that far, do you? How far is that? How far is San Diego away from, from Los Angeles? I don't know. It can't be that far, right? San Diego. My goodness, they're down by Tijuana. <laughs> I didn't know it was San Diego was that close to Mexico. My goodness. It, wow. Oh, my. Lightning. Uh, where's Los Angeles? Okay, so it's north. It is north. It looks about, a, like, a eh, 30, 40, 50, maybe an hour long drive at, at tops, hour tops. So, yeah, it's pretty close. So they move right down the street. Come on. I think I'm going to do, like, an official preview show and actually look into this. I'm just kind of rambling here. But it's fun. It's fun. We're having fun. The last time they met, October 13, 2018, the Chargers won 38-14. to 14. Wow. Well, yeah, this is obviously going to be a really good game. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about this more. But, yeah, thanks, everybody, for tuning in the Brian Sicker Sports Show. Yeah, it's 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 fun. It's a fun to be a good football team, okay? I like this. I like this feeling. I'm having fun football. Uh, we got tonight. Go White Sox, man. Go White Sox. Beat those Astros and go Tampa Bay Rays. And I have the Seahawks tonight. I've got the Seattle Seahawks. All right, we will catch you next time on the Brian Sicker Sports Show. Keep it real, everybody.